Hey guys, welcome back to the Squish Podcast. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ollie. We're here with another update on the NBA's return from the ongoing breaking games due to COVID-19. But first for the sponsor, today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a popular mobile-focused ticket platform that enables users to buy and sell tickets for live sports, concerts, and theatre events. SeatGeek allows both mobile app and desktop users to browse events, view interactive color-coded seat maps, complete purchases, and receive electronic or print tickets. So go on down to SeatGeek and buy your tickets. I know there's not many games going on right now due to coronavirus, but when they do begin again, these tickets will be prime and SeatGeek is your best option. As you might know, the NBA is planning to return to play games on July 31st in Disney World Orlando. 22 teams with the best records have been selected to go and play. The 22 teams are allowed to start full-team training on the 30th of June. The teams will then travel to Disney World Orlando on the July 7th to settle in and resume this training. June 31st is the scheduled start date for a 16-day play tournament, which is followed by normal playoff structure. The latest of the season will end is October 27th, which is far later than a normal NBA season, which can mean some problems. So why are they actually going to Disney World to resume the NBA? Well, the NBA needed one location that all, di- all the players could stay in and where they could be kept almost secluded from all the rest of the people, where they not have to travel. Disney World has enough hotels and is right next to the ESPN's Wide World of, Wide World of Sports Complex, which is main basketball courts. So it's a great place for the NBA to resume. And it only takes a small bus ride to get from bed to basketball. When teams arrive at Disney World, how will the NBA work out a training schedule that will give each team enough practice time with only six courts available? Yeah, that is going to be hard and teams are going to have to work around that. And even when they do get time to train, they'll have to far less space than when they used to. And when games start, it's going to be even worse, having to fit in five to six games a day. You might even see some teams doing their extra training outside that's fitness-related or other things. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers, earlier this season, played American football outside. You might see some other teams doing the similar types of activities. Now about those games, how is a 16-day play in tournament going to work? Well, it's actually just the end of their regular season and not a play-in tournament. All the teams will finish the last eight games of their regular season, skipping all the games against the teams that didn't come to Disney World. After this ends, the NBA will see the top 16 teams into playoff spots. When we do get the playoffs, there won't be an eastern and western side of the playoffs because conferences for this season are made irrelevant. The playoffs, other than that, will be the same with the with first to four win series in the same branch structure. But something that will be drastically different is the lack of crowds and playoff atmosphere. Yeah, it is going to be different. And if someone hits a crazy shot in game seven of the finals, and it's just... That would be pretty odd. But a way that the NBA could counter this is by using digital crowd noises to add the effect that people are actually in the stadium. Now, there are two ways they can go around about this. They can either play the crowd noise in-game so the players hear it, which can make it a little bit, little bit less, less weird, make it seem a bit more normal. It could also, get, could also bring back a bit of the playoff atmosphere, although it will still be very different. The other way they can do this is just by playing on the TV so the fans can hear it, not the actual players. This is probably what they're going to go ahead with because it's just going to be a bit weird if it's like they're playing it with the players. They're thinking about adding NBA 2K20 crowd noises, which sounds a bit like this. They're also thinking about adding in PA announcements or noises to make the game feel a bit more real 
and it sounds a bit like this. And on another note, what happens if during the game two players get into a fight or something and then they have to catch the bus home back to Disney World together and pretty much just live their life together for the next couple of months? And yet on social media, things are going to change as well. You might see some players not talking trash directly to people because they might see them in the hallways and could be some problems. And you might even see people making fake accounts like KD has done to talk to people, especially maybe Zion. You don't want to meet in the hallways. And going back to the fact that there'll be no crowds and no one there, you might see some teams like the Lakers playing a bit worse because they're used to these big crowds that cheer them on all the time. And they don't have that anymore. And you might see some smaller teams actually playing better because they've got no big fan bases to boo them or put them off their game. So you can see a few things change and see which is the really better team. But obviously it's not going to change too much. But it is a factor that we have to think about. Okay. Now about some of these safety protocols the league has is going to plan on using due to coronavirus. So the first thing that the league has said is that they highly, highly, highly recommend players stay at the houses and self-isolate themselves in the lead-up to going to Disney World. This is going to be hard because there are the Black Lives Matter protests that are going on, which many players are going to, which, yeah. But that is not enforced. They can do what they want. But on the four days leading up to going to Disney World, they are enforced to have to stay at the the house and quarantine themselves. Now, they're getting tested daily pretty much at this point. Then if they're clear, they can go to Disney World. Now, when they get to Disney World, they will have to have another four days of self-isolation or quarantine because it's enforced. Now, if they break these, it's a fine. But after that, they're fine to go and move around Disney World. Although they are a bit limited because, yes. But they are, they, the league has been providing some proximity alarms. Now, what these are is they are... Things like rings or something that you can use that can tell you, or maybe on your phone, that like go an alarm when you've been in within six feet of another player wearing one of these for more than five seconds. Now, this is not in force, so yeah, but most of the players will be wearing these. Another thing the league has recommended and kind of supplied is rings, which tell any um any symptoms of the coronavirus that the players might have. Now, these are pretty good, so I think many players will be using these. It's a great way for the league to stay coronavirus-like free and be aware of what's happening. Another thing that's going to be enforced at Disney World is that all players will have to be wearing face masks to reduce the risk, but there will be an exception during training sessions. There's also going to be daily coronavirus testing and an anonymous hotline that will allow people to um, call and basically report other players for doing, for not following proper protocol. So in summary, games have been set to go back on the 31st of July and players have been allocated to stay at Disney World because it's a central hub that where teams can stay away from the public, don't have to travel far to get to their games or training sessions and they also have accommodation there. The NBA will also be enforcing really strict rules and protocols to minimise the risk of teams or just players in general getting the coronavirus. Um, it, is, it is also yet to be decided whether the NBA will be 
implementing specific details such as crowd noises or PA announcements. Just a little side note is that all this information from the podcast has been um, gathered from the first week of June. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions on the topic, don't be shy to ask us on Instagram and let us know what you think about the upcoming restart on the NBA. And again, a special thanks to Seekeek for sponsoring today's podcast. See you next time on the Swish Podcast.